this is going to go terrific because he's pissing me off already. Already. All right. Are we are we ready to go, Brad? Sam? This is Side Talks Live. If you're in the wrong room, I'm so sorry. This is going to be miserable for you. I see a bunch of people who are here for the free air conditioning, <laughs> and I get it. Um, by the way, this, my shirt was designed to look like it was soaked in sweat. It's not actual sweat. Just want you to know. Are we rolling? Is this happening? Of course we're rolling. <laughs> this is gold. Why wouldn't we be recording it? Um, in case you're listening and not in the room with us, this, we're live. We're at live. At the Sidewalk Film Festival. In a room at the Sidewalk Center. Yeah, applaud. Applaud for us. That sounds like a lot of people. Welcome to Side Talks Podcast. Who are you? I'm Rachel Morgan. And I'm Corey Kraft. What's up, Ding Dongs? That's right. Hey, you've never listened to the podcast before. That is distressing and confusing, potentially. But um, if you have, it makes sense. I see a lot of Corey heads and kittens in the audience today. Uh, here to see what Corey Morbid Kraft it. is up I to. Hate so what much. kind of silly, chaotic nonsense is going to be brought to the mic today? That's You're right. Hey, Jeremy, I, I was going to talk shit about you. Like... You're encra- Jeremy, you're encouraging that. No, no. <laughs> this is terrible. And it's piled on. It's like a dog pile of bullshit. Like, it's like. More it, and more. We're just going to keep shoveling it on. Sam doesn't like it's it. It's going to be a collapsing uh, Jenga tower eventually of bits that I have um, to work in. Let's every wrap intro. this intro up. Okay, we're going to get started with the first episode we're recording today. Yeah, let's um, go. So let's just go right into it. All right. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Five-minute fight. You ready? I'm not sure. Roll up your sleeves. Here we go. Okay. There's an amazing film that I love a lot. Seen it twice. You've seen it twice? Seen it twice. What's what, it called? It's called Talk to Me. And it, you don't like it. H24 film. What's your problem? What's your problem with this film? That's what you do to me. What's your problem with this film? Okay, like, this is the second year in a row that you have, like, perhaps disproportionately loved uh, an A24 horror movie and brought it here to you this don't like to, You don't like yes. horror. You don't like horror. Okay, there, you don't. here we go. No, you here don't. Here we go. Uh, yeah, a movie uh, like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies last year that I thought was fine and gave, uh, like, three stars to on Letterboxd. Sorry, everybody. Guess I'm going to jail. Um, I thought it was fine. See, what a little um, bitch he acts okay. like. <laughs> And again, the second year in a row that you're coming at me about a movie that I thought was okay with, I think, unjustifiable ferocity. So, when I so, ask you what you thought about it, you like tilt your head to like, eh, I didn't really like it. That's what you said. Not just like, not uh, as like here's a- why. Here's why. If you want to get into the substance of this thing. If you don't know what Don't Die is, it's the movie where like all these, these teens out there doing teen don't. stuff, they, they grab a... Talk to me, not Don't Die. Don't Free die. Plug. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Don't Die is a movie. Uh, that He's trying to sell tonight. you out. Y'all are on my um, team. It's on my mind because we're about to do an interview yeah, with that's them. That's okay. It happens. Uh, talk to me. Um, yeah, sure. Default. Talk to me. They grab the hand. They get possessed by a demon. It's like a metaphor for awesome. uh, party drugs and shit. Uh, and it's fine. You know, cool setup. Cool concept. Promising start. First 45 minutes, good. Then that thing hits a wall and it doesn't rally of, until a wall an of awesome. cool ending. 
A wall of awesomeness. And a, a, a wall of just kind of moping around in a hospital for 45 minutes. No, they don't. If anybody's seen this film, it's such an inaccurate I could description of this. Stop, it's awesome. Yes, you're exactly right. They they have this like hand, and is it the hand of like a dead psychic, or is it the hand? Like, what is it? I don't know. But what they a deeply touch compelling it, mystery. And they, it, it's an awesome little, it's an awesome little shtick that happens throughout the film. That's amazing. Awesome. Prop. It's like that's like being like you know what cool kind of prop. sucks they is Freddie's glove. Fuck you. Glove rules. This hand is awesome. They and it's there's a whole like montage where they're like all like partying with the hand and it's amazing. It's fun wall to wall fun. This thing and you got a problem and I don't understand what the hell it is except that you don't like horror and you don't like fun. It's also yeah, really you're right except for those things. It's it, also really well directed. Like somebody falls out of a chair and the camera kind of like t- like it's just a like it's a it's a laugh riot, amazing fucking movie. I don't know what your problem is. I I can we could go on at length about problems that I have. But Keep going. I mean, well, my yeah, problem again was just don't was have pacing. The, uh, lifetime, pacing. But you got a few minutes. Let's go. Again, if you've never listened to the podcast, this may seem like uncharacteristically mean and vicious, but this is every day. I mean, every single day. I don't um, think it seems. Uh, and um, no, I mean, like again, like it's fine. It's fine. It's Okay, movie. I didn't have like a terrible time watching the it. The performances are great. It looks great. great there's a great there's a great a gag in it use. with this hand. Like yeah. it, it sets itself up for 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 a sequel, which I love. You know, like a, a yeah. horror franchise is on its way, which H four is already greenlit. Um, everybody else seems to like this thing, right? It, I'm it, glad. It has, I'm it has happy a, that people it, are going it, to like, the movies again. It has Rachel, a, go to the movies. It has a really dynamic cinema. opening too that you kind of like got just get dropped in the middle of like a walk through a house to a party, and then a, a guy like knife through the heads himself. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Has anybody heard anything I said that doesn't seem awesome? Okay. I mean, you know, again, then it just so, pumps all the brakes and doesn't It's weird go, that you think that. Like you know, for somebody to for end. somebody too who will, who like Three three hours and ten minutes okay, of Oppenheimer. Here we and we didn't go. have a single drag. There was no drag in Oppenheimer for three hours and ten minutes. But Correct. heaven forbid somebody Amazingly breathe for a second moving. in a horror film and just like you know oh be in a bedroom or something for a minute and you're gonna lose your shit. I that's true. I have lost my shit, as everybody can see. Um, Brad, are we almost done with this? This is agonizing. But a it's, it's it's super an weird because minute? it's super weird because like I've said a lot of really good things about this film. Yeah, and, and you not, said nothing. Not you said nothing. Some of that was pretty cool. I just am not like I don't know. I've seen horror movies before. What's wrong with the performances? What's nothing. wrong with the editing? No. What's wrong with the concept? Mm-hmm. Cool concept. Okay, then I'm going to spend the last few minutes. I'm going to spend the last like few seconds of our argument telling you that when I went to go see this film, the lights went out the first time. The lights went out, and when the lights came back up, somebody who was working there, we all like screamed, you know. And then when the lights came back back up, somebody who was working at the AMC goes, "Who ordered hot wings?" <laughs> <laughs> and everybody put their phone on them. I just won. Sure, fine. Sam. Okay, thank God. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Sam is the adjudicator here, um, and I'm sure that Sam is filled with all sorts of passionate thoughts about Talk to Me. Well, so. Okay, one, the sequel is called Talk to Me, number two, so there's Party. Already against Corey here, sorry. If you see where this is going. Um, I saw this in theaters, and with like the group of like 10 or so people I saw it with, I was the only one that was like, that was really good, and I looked over, and they're like, but you know, fuck them. Whatever. Um, the yeah, the opening scene, the montage party scene, uh, just everything else about it. Um, and I think Corey's talking about the the pacing issues. Corey talks about is just 
that it has a middle part between the beginning part and the end part. Like most movies, yes. not a whole lot it's not happens. really a pacing thing. It's just the format of movies in general, I think. Uh, like, a, like during that scene, can I just, I'm sorry for interrupting, but during that scene that where nothing happens, a dude like totally annihilates his own face. No, no, no. He, like, that's turns multiple the point. I didn't want to it's spoil so awesome. the, uh, the face annihilation if anybody hasn't it, seen the movie. How are you going to spoil it if you've seen A24's merch? And it's super cool. Um, but then the he movie hits a brick wall at that point and doesn't recover for me. Obviously, it worked for you too, and probably a lot of you in the audience. And I'm deeply sorry. I will endeavor to do better in the future. It's a wall of awesome. You probably hate the wall of sound too. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Sam, please continue. Okay, uh, so I'm obviously, if it's not obvious, Rachel wins by a lot here. Yeah, super. Like a million points, let's say. Um, not just because of the ferocity of the debate here. Um, which is Thank usually you. partially why Rachel wins sometimes. Um, but this movie's great. I said partially. Uh, but no. Um, and yeah, Corey loses by a lot because he doesn't like horror or fun. Ding, ding, ding. I don't like fun. Also, the filmmaker's YouTube channel is completely worth, worth checking out. It's bonkers. It's wild. Yeah. Nothing like talk to me. YouTube, folks. Check it out. Look at him. He's so defeated. He's such a started. baby. I lose all the time, and I still I'm like have such a high level of energy when I lose. I'm like, whatever, bitch. And look at him right now. I mean, at least it, this is this is more to do with the fact that I'm running off of like very dwindling adrenaline levels I'm and like cold brew. I'm like sixty only. years young, uh, older than you, and you act like a you know. Anyway, that's I'm all, good. You know, I'm good. I'm good. You might be surprised to hear that that's not the first time that has been said to me, in one way or another. Okay, Sam, get the fuck off stage. And uh, Rachel, uh, I'd like to invite you to leave as well. Uh, I'm, happy. I'm freaking happy. We are going to bring up uh, uh, an old friend of mine and a filmmaker who has a film in the festival, which is having its world premiere tonight, Mr. Ben Stark. So come on come up on, here, ben. buddy. Also, Ben Stark is an old friend of mine, too. I want you to know that. <laughs> your, your parting words, you still have to... Big dog. No, no, no. I, I want you to have the seat. I've got to go watch something anyway because I'm not prepared. Okay. Well. I'm relieved because when I worked with Rachel in college, she would roast my ass like that, like every day. So my heart rate is extremely high right now. You that know, was I'm, the I'm most glad. stressful thing I've ever seen. I'm glad that you chose to start with that because that was a question that I had prepared for you. You mentioned this to me last night and I just want you to talk through your experience of Rachel Morgan doing personal violence to you and your opinions over the years. It, it, was, it was delightful. Uh, you know, I learned a lot about why I think it was probably like Peter Jackson's King Kong sucks or something. Um, so those, those were the days, yeah. Rachel, I, I will give you $20 if you have actually seen the duration of Peter Jackson's King Kong from start to finish. I did, I, yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Um, all right, so Ben, uh, you are here at the Sidewalk Film Festival uh, this year uh, with your film Don't Die, which is your second feature film. That's right. Um, so I was uh, hoping you could talk about your filmmaking journey, like how you got started and what's led to this world premiere tonight, which is at uh, 8.10, is that right? 8.30 at the BJACC Theater. BJCC you can theater. get there at 8.10, and we will kick you, you out. You might should. Yeah, maybe you uh, should. Going to be, a, I think, a pretty well-attended screening. So, so yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about how you've come to this point. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, so I, I kind of grew up always loving kind of visual arts, wanted to be a cartoonist, uh, uh, a newspaper cartoonist when I was a kid. So loved the idea of being in a dying uh, industry that never, you know, would make it past the year 1999. Hey, same. <laughs> hey, that's, I, I was also a journalist, as Ben knows, because that's kind of how we met. I exactly. Guess. And so I went to Alabama and, and studied film under Aaron Greer there. And you actually, I think, were one of the first people to interview me about any of my films. Genuinely insane. Yes, yes. Um, so I uh, made a number of short films there, um, made some uh, really wonderful friendships and, um, had my my uh, college short Prize of the Capstone screened at Sidewalk in 2006. Wow. Um, so uh, since then, I've been at Sidewalk, I think, eight times. Um, and uh, <clears throat> met Jeremy Burgess in 2012. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you know you can't unmeet people? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Uh, so we... Uh, so we um, met up there and uh, wrote Dead Saturday together. That's a short that we produced in 2014, screened here at 2015. Um, had Eric Roberts in it, um, which was an adventure. And um, <laughs> and uh, excellent performance from him and, and Kurt Krauss uh, as well, an old friend now. Um, and so uh, since then, we've talked about doing another feature. Um, and uh, we wrote a very large project and talked to a number of people that said, um, you can't do this for this number. And so we thought, okay, let's write something small uh, and kind of manageable based on the resources that we have. And a good friend of mine that's an actress in Huntsville had a uh, hunting cabin that she had offered to me um, to film something at. And uh, Jeremy's mentioned that I think she probably thought like, go up there for like a weekend and shoot a short. And I came back to her three years after she mentioned that to me on a music video set and said, hey, what if we do a feature there? And so we've built this feature, Don't Die, around the resources that we had there. And then we um, signed on Virginia Newcomb as, a, as our lead actress and uh, producer. And with, with her, and she kind of helped a lot in the casting process, brought in a number of uh, SAG actors, we brought on um, Colby Leopard, who was on our previous script as well, to produce uh, Troy's here, too. He produced. Um, and so with... Here's a funny thing with movies. With, when you start surrounding yourself with professionals, every, all the standards kind of go up, and then the budget goes up. And so what quickly happened was that this little, little scrappy thing we were trying to do just on a whim ended up being something a lot bigger than I was expecting. And obviously better at the end. I mean, I, there were moments where the guys had to talk me off a ledge where I was like, well, if we can't scrape the money together, I'll just shoot it myself on a DSLR. And I'm sure everybody was like, okay, so we'll fire you and find a different director. Um, thankfully, they didn't. Um, so it's, it was a growing up process in a lot of ways. Um, but at the same time, there were still a lot of moments where I was able to pull from my days making music videos and shorts and, um, you know, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, now we're here. Awesome. Um, you know, you mentioned having to write something kind of small and manageable, but Don't Die is not super small. It's got some scope to it. It's got uh, a lot of moving parts, and uh, obviously your team of collaborators have to help you wrangle all that. I wonder what that experience was like, because your first feature, uh, The Nocturnal Third, is, is yes. intensely micro-budget, and this has some heft behind it, so... What's it like sort of graduating to that? 
Yes. So um, it's the difference. It's it's equal amounts of stress. It's the difference in please don't blow the meager savings that my wife and I have have accumulated in the like year that we've been married, uh, which is what we did with Nocturnal Third, uh, and please don't blow the money of you know very wise investors that have have cal- have made calculated decisions to get us here, producers that are putting their careers on the line. Um, so the the levels of stress were, were kind of similar, um, but uh, it, it's just again I think it, it just kind of comes back to the professionalism thing where. I just kind of kept looking around and finding everybody just really tuned in, doing the best job that they could do with very limited resources, and that just kind of leveled me up and made me have to, you know, put my big boy pants on. Yeah. Um, You mentioned, uh, of course, uh, something I'm deeply familiar with, not being able to unmeet Jeremy Burgess. Oof. Um, (laughs) But that does not necessarily obligate you to collaborate with him over and over again. So what is it exactly that, that keeps you and this ding-dong over here uh, working together? Go on. <laughs> how long is this podcast? Like, how do, do I have, like, some time? Um, no, Jeremy is uh, incredibly um, creative. Um, he is always on his toes. Um, he, uh, this sounds like a backhanded compliment, but it's not. He knows his... Backhand his ass. He, he knows his limitations, and I think that's something that we all, on the, on the production, I try to... Um, make sure we were aware of where if we didn't know something, we would ask or, or stop and say, wait, hold on, let's figure out who the right person is to figure this out. Um, but yeah, he's just an extremely talented writer. He'll, he'll undersell himself as a producer, um, but he did a really good job as, as my producer on Dead Saturday, um, which was bigger than we expected to. Um, but the, uh, uh, yeah, it's just the other day we, we were talking about this project and he was like, so anyway, so I, I kind of tossed this first draft together in a few days. And I was like, oh, okay, that's crazy. I didn't know a human being could to do that with a screenplay. And then he sent it to me and I read it and I was expecting it to be like dog shit. And because based on, based on the amount of time he put in, not because of the talent at his disposal. And I mean, I read it and I was like, this is, this does not feel like a first draft. This is, this is a guy that knows how, knows the discipline of screenwriting. And when we first met, that's kind of what I had set out to do was with the Nocturnal Third, one of my um, lessons for myself was, you know, don't put too much on my plate and really focus on directing. And so I took a few years where I just directed and didn't really self-generate anything and um, sought out talented screenwriters like Jeremy that could work on the story. And, and um, so, yeah, it's, he's a, it's great to work, Jeremy. Yeah. Aw, how nice. He's a horrible friend, but... It, it, <laughs> but a super professional guy. Yes, yes. Um, so when uh, you have the screenplay locked in, tell me about the process of not only assembling your, your cast, which is made up of Sidewalk Film Festival all-stars, by the way, folks you've seen in so many other movies, but also your, your crew, your producers, um, assembling your team to make this happen. How, what was that process like? Yeah, like I said, so Jeremy and I met Colby Leopard, um, I think in 2017? Um, yeah, and uh, we knew we kind of hit it off and knew we wanted to make something. And like I said, we had a bigger project and then decided, hey, let's make something smaller that ended up kind of growing um, in scale. And uh, Colby has a, a wealth of background. He worked at Film Nation. Um, he's uh, brilliant in the sales distribution world, which is something that I don't understand at all. Um, and so uh, just having somebody like him on board where we could like look at the, the end like where we wanted to be and kind of like 
make strategic steps where it's not just like, hey, I got this idea, let's run out with a camera. Um, it was it was really helpful, and it really helped me kind of focus on keeping the audience in mind uh, as I made the film. Um, and so we had uh, Colby on, and then Virginia joined uh, as a producer, and she she's her career has spanned so many different locations, and she's been in the industry, she's been in the independent world, um, and so she had a lot of uh, wonderful wisdom to bring. Uh, Troy Kander uh, joined, and he's, I mean, I, my wife met Troy for the first time yesterday, and I she, she was like, I kind of expected him to be like really old based on like how much re- <laughs> reverence you show him and how, how highly you speak of him. I'm like, yeah, he's younger than I am, I think. Um, so yeah, so just, just the, the kind of above the line crew, um, our, our first uh, AD, Marcus Matei, is a, as well a, a UA alum. Um, I've been working with him for, gosh, almost 15 years. My, my one credit on IMDb is in a featured role in his in a student film that Marcus made. I did not college. know that. Yeah, it's a real flex on my part. Yeah? Have you guys considered working together again? You know, it hasn't come up. He's here this weekend. I, we'll, I, I saw him last night. Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll get. We'll talk. We'll figure that out. Um, yeah, and then so, uh, like I said, Virginia helped with the casting process, and um, uh, we also had a casting director, um, and I, I'm unfortunately blanking on his name, Colby. Matthew Morgan. See, I thought that's what it was. I didn't want to misrepresent. Matthew Morgan. Thank you, Matthew, if you're listening. Um, uh, and so slowly we assembled our cast. Theo Crane, who um, plays our lead, Jenks, is um, an incredible screen presence. Um, he's a very tall guy. <laughs> uh, and we did all the rehearsals on Zoom because it was during COVID. And uh, I knew the guy was tall. And then we met in real life, and I was like, you're really tall. Um, and but it was interesting because he 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 is not just an extremely physical actor uh, and a stunt person as well, but he's uh, ex- I mean he's like a he's like a mogul like he's a, he like writes songs and 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 makes his own films uh, and is extremely um, I mean you just when you talk to him your conversation starts at like A and then you end up in a different alphabet you know um, and it's. Uh, we had so many wonderful, long, rambling, quote-unquote, rehearsal sessions before we ever shot, where we were just um, just talking about the universe and existence, and um, it was really great. Uh, and then Virginia had um, some uh, folks that she... We were, we were trying to cast for kind of the... Not to spoil anything, but one of the kind of more antagonistic characters in the movie, Trevor, um, we were casting for him, and she said, you know... Um, Frank Mosley uh, is somebody that I know that might be a good fit for this. And we were all like, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. He was in Upstream Color and, and uh, so many other things, so many Sundance films. Uh, and we never thought um, that would happen. And then, sure enough, he was interested and, and really liked the script. And Frank's getting married today. And, you know, congrats, Frank. He just texted us. Um, so he's... Uh, He's become a really close friend. He's an excellent filmmaker in his own right. Um, and then we're casting for Jenks's kind of um, like southern um, k- kind of slacker friend, Randy. And uh, Josh Burge's name came up because he's a friend of Frank's and they had never worked together before. And we were like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we could get him, that'd be cool, but. You know, uh, and sure enough, Josh was interested, and so Josh has been in The Revenant. He's been uh, in all, I think all of Joel Petrakis's films, um, and I watched Buzzard uh, ahead of uh, the casting process. And again, talk about a physical 
yeah. uh, actor. Um, the spaghetti eating scene in Buzzard is like um, uh, a master class. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so before I knew it, we had, again, I found myself surrounded with extremely professional, competent, experienced people. And I was like, okay, don't screw this up. And Jeremy was up there too. Um, well, I know you've got a panel to get to momentarily, so I won't keep you too much longer. What is that panel, by the way? It starts at 2 o'clock. It's at ASPA. Uh, what are you guys going to be talking about there? I believe it's called Surviving the Indie Film Landscape with the Team of Don't Die. Hey. Um, I should get a uh, raise for that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, basically, Don't Die is the name of our movie, but it was also the, the, the mantra of, of the film as we were making it. We made it... Um, uh, we wrote the film in 2020, and then COVID started. Um, and so we were going to gonna shoot that fall, pushed it to like February, pushed it again to fall 2021, which if, I don't know if you don't, if you remember, but COVID was still there and yeah. is kind of yeah, still here. Uh, so we, we, we had to be very, very safe uh, and very careful. And again, um, you know, not, not to discredit myself, but me making a movie in college may not have been very COVID conscious. Um, but because I had professionals around me, I was able to wor- worry about the story and the actors and the performances rather than um, the, the more honestly, more important things of keeping people safe. And, uh, and our team did a really good job with that. So anyway, um, so that's what the panel is about uh, is uh, just that the landscape is changing and not just because of COVID um, obviously um, the, the strikes are, are ongoing uh, as they should be, um, and we've got this big conversation of, you know, what is is our work art or is it content? Mm-hmm. And if it's art, how do we how are we rewarded? If it's content, are we just little little robots, you know, pooping out images? Um, and thankfully, the the brave people in, in in SAG and WGA are doing the work. For those of us that are still very much on the independent level. Um, that will, you know, benefit from the strides that they take. Um, so I'm rambling, but yes, the, the panel is is about that, and um, uh, and it's it's hopefully will be very interactive because we know that there's a lot of filmmakers here that have a lot to teach us. And so um, if anybody here is planning there, uh, planning to be there, you know, bring notes and speak up because we need we need insight and help too. So well. Don't die tonight, 8.30. Don't do it. BJCC Theater. It's going to be a real good time. I'm so happy for you guys. The movie came together beautifully, and I can't wait for our audience to see it. Yes, and I, I should have said this a long time ago. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you to the whole Sidewalk family um, uh, for uh, accepting our film, giving us this platform, and doing all of this. Um, it's just every year. It's a, it's a miracle, and you guys do it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, that's Ben Stark, everybody. Thank you, Ben. Thank you you for listening to this live episode of the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic O-ring shorty. What? And Nacho MG. (laughs) What the fuck? Could you explain? Could you provide any? Content? You know, girl. You know I'm going to explain this. Okay. All right. This is Red Robin, and I have. I told Sam this morning. I was like, I'm not done writing the podcast yet because I've gone down a Red Robin rabbit hole. Look at people. Leave.
like, let's get <laughs> She went down a red robin rabbit hole. Let's get out of here. Um, good idea. So, yeah, I mean, an O-ring shorty, I, you need to know that this is served with campfire mayo. Um, but it's just a shorter stack of onion rings than what I guess they regularly do. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then, I'm with you so far. Okay, and then Notch OMG is just nachos. Oh, <laughs> But it says, oh, you know, it's like, um, so they've been struggling. <laughs> Red Robin has been struggling. They've, they've been declining. Um, and so in order to promote this sort of, uh, for example, some, get some new things on the menu, they, they got a veggie burger, right? So they got a veggie burger and they're like, let's get people in here who eat veggie burgers. But then they, they hired an ad agency who did a commercial where um, during the commercial, the person listed off the 24 different burgers they had and then, and then said, and, and, and we got a veggie burger for those who, just in case your teenage daughter is going through a phase. <laughs> Which like, is sexist and offends everybody who would buy that burger. So they fired that agency um, and uh, they pulled the commercial that they spent a bunch of money on. Listen, and- it was my first day on the job. I thought it would go over a little better than it did. I'm sorry. Uh, and so they decided the next strategy would be to, to move away from the family-friendly stuff and kind of, you know, get out of that. Because, you know, everybody, all, all us adults know, like, Red Robin, right? Um, and so they moved away from that, and instead they wanted to, um, to, to contribute more to their yum tagline. And I need everybody to know that the yum tagline, if you haven't seen it, is um, Y-U-M-M. It's just a tone, though. It's like... Yum. Yeah. It's got like a little, it's not too many M's though. It's just like a yum. You just like <laughs> lean a little, a little towards the extra M. And so, you know, they, they did that and they said, uh, let's, let's just kind of expand on that and let's add another tagline because what we really want to do is we want to get the, and this was in quotes, the hip adult crowd. And so how you do that is by, in addition to your yum menu, you add, let's burger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how one like <laughs> finds a red robin rabbit hole to go down in the first place. I like, found where it. does this information live? I found it. Let's burger, Corey. That's gonna be my tagline. When you're like, "What's up, ding dong?" I'm gonna, Let's burger. I <laughs> strongly encourage more bits. That is my nickname. Oh man. Um, so with that, they had an ad campaign to try to get these hip adults in, in which they insulted the man bun. They had like an anti-man bun for their burger without a bun. Why do you have to position yourself as a fast food chain that is anti-anything? I, I don't like, know. That doesn't I don't seem know. like intelligent I don't business know. to me. The other thing on their appetizer menu, and I'm going to go ahead and say it because I, I really, it's gross. I, don't, I really don't want to say it, but I feel like I can't. No, yeah, I'm misleading sure. y'all if I don't. This must the other happen, thing obviously. on the appetizer menu, which will also be an option for you to choose, fried pickle nickels. <laughs> Look at Brad's face. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. I'm really so yeah. And and just so you know, if that's not enough for you, I'm coming back to the drinks. Not not today, y'all, but in a further episode. So you have to listen to the podcast so you can get that. Um, but they do have a couple of other menu items: clucks and fries. Okay. Uh, I assume that's you know chicken and fries. Serious salmon, spelt S-E-A-R dash. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Are you the O-ring shorty? Are you the Nacho MG? Which is actually harder than you think to say. Like, there's something about looking at nacho it. Nacho MG. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, so many. What a what a. What are you gonna do? What a variety. We don't have all day. Come uh, on, nacho MG. I'll go with that. Oh, I, God, I knew it. I knew you were gonna make me be O-ring shorty. I knew it. I knew it. 
All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. If you're in a seat, we're going to record two more of these. I'm so sorry. Um, but we are. And thanks to Boutwell Studios. Thank you. Brad, you're amazing. You know that. Um, we appreciate y'all. No thanks to Sam. And no thanks to our... We had a sponsor and then they went out of business. Um, so if anybody's interested in sponsoring the podcast, just let me know. Red Robin is no longer on board. <laughs> I got some campaign ideas for him. I'm sure they, they would uh, need the help. Usually at the end of this, we promote things that are coming up, like the Sidewalk Film Festival, but, well. Sidewalkfest.com. See what's playing. Done. Okay. There, there we go. Bye. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise. <laughs>